Don't miss the Can-Am Holiday Volleyball Showcase, North America's premier men's volleyball event. Experience and enjoy world-class athletes, coaches, and competition in Toronto this holiday season, December 28th to 31st at the Toronto Pan-Am Sports Centre. Get your tickets while they last at www.cahvs.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Passing Dimes. Really excited for this guest. He has four CIS national medals, two gold, two silver, with uh, the Trinity Western Spartans. He has played for Team Canada. He's just come back from a pro season in Germany where he's now coaching at Trinity Western. So lots to talk about. So let's get into it. Welcome to the show, Adam Schreimer. Thanks for doing this, Adam. Hey, thanks for having me. So first of all, I guess, uh, what brought you back into coaching? You had your pro deal in Germany, you played a full season, and now you're you're back home, started your coaching career. Yeah, uh, I guess kind of the way to put it is I didn't, really, I didn't really know how long I wanted to play overseas. For me, it was just kind of something I wanted to try out. I never thought it would be uh, kind of this thing I would do for a long time. And then once I was over there, I was kind of happy to experience it. I was in a good situation with a great coach, great club, and some friends in, in Germany. But once I kind of got over there, I realized I kind of wanted to be back in uh, back in Canada, back in Trinity, to finish up my school and uh, start working with the team as assistant coach. So it kind of came together that way. I, I knew I didn't want to do it for long, and, and it just kind of came together a little quickly, quicker than I thought it would. And then Ben told me he had a spot with, spot with him on the coaching staff, so then I was excited to take that opportunity. Very cool. So how did that come about? Like, at what point did you start looking for an agent, and how did you decide that uh, Germany was the league for you? Um, so throughout my whole fifth year, I kind of was open to talking to a lot of agents and talked to a couple couple ones here and there. And then um, at the end of the season in Nationals, there was one in, uh, one in McMaster who started chatting with a bit, and he's worked with some other some other Canadians, so I felt, felt really comfortable going with him. And then uh, then the op- option of Loomberg came up, and I was really excited once that came available because of the, the experience with some former friends and teammates, like guys like Ryan Slater, Tyler Kozowski were there at the time, so I knew it would be with them, which was really exciting. And then guys like uh, Nick Delbianco, Steve Marshall, they were also there as well. So a bunch of former Trinity players only had good things to say, so I knew it would be a, a good spot for me to kind of take the jump overseas now uh help me and the listeners out germany doesn't have a foreigner rule right because you mentioned there was two trinity guys already there but i think ray zito was also on your team was there any americans too like how many international players were technically playing for this german club yeah so there was three four canadians so yeah three the trinity guys me tk and slater and then ray and, and we had one american cody kessel who's now playing in berlin this year and then we had one guy from the Netherlands. So almost half the team was non-German players because there's no rule on, on imports that you can bring in. So our coach loves Canadians. He loves kind of bringing college players who have done their, done their studies to come over Germany and kind of start their career that way. So, yeah, there's no rule there. And the German league does a good job of kind of keeping it open and letting a lot of guys come in. Nice, nice. So tell us about your club a little bit. Um, was there a big jump going from youth sports to pro or because you had already played at such a high level? I mean, Trinity is as strong as a program as there is right now. Uh, coming from that winning culture, was there anything that stood out as kind of a jump to pro level ball? Uh, not really. I would say maybe when we played against some of the, the higher level teams, we were kind of 
we've hung around fourth place most of the league, but when we've played kind of the top two teams like Berlin, Berlin and Fiedeshofen, the I don't know, just more of the speed and the physicality was a little higher than I expected to with those kind of top teams, but for the most part, I was pretty comfortable playing in the German league. I think the, the kind of the top end of the U sports uh, on its kind of best years and best days, somewhat comparable, the kind of middle of the pack uh, German league. So wasn't too much of a jump, but definitely just kind of the, the grind of going basically from August all the way to May was something that was different of games throughout that time. I know playing in the U sports, a lot of teams are training throughout that time, but you have more of like a spring break or Christmas break in there where you can kind of have some time to relax and kind of refocus. Playing in the German League, there wasn't really any of that. There was just kind of games once or twice a week for eight, nine months straight. And that would be kind of where the biggest jump was for me is just kind of that mental toughness throughout such a long period of time to kind of be playing at my best and playing to a level that's acceptable. And that's just kind of how pro and national team works, right? You're kind of playing all year round. There's no kind of off season, which you might see in other sports. So that was, I would say that was the biggest, the biggest jump for me is just kind of the, 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 the length of the season and kind of playing well throughout that whole time. Nice. And yeah, you, you touched on it there. Uh, you have played for Team Canada. So how did that come up, uh, up this summer? Um, my understanding is there was a little late injury happening and you kind of had to be ready to go when your number was called or was this an expected roster move when you did get in? Um, yeah, I, didn't, I wasn't really expecting to play and then until, I don't know, I don't know what point it was in the year where Glenn, Glenn Coke, coach called me and he just said he, he wanted me to play and I, and I knew that there was injuries to guys like TJ and Jay who had been, been hurt a lot. Um, so they, they were just kind of short at the setting position. They asked me to come out. I didn't really know what that, that kind of meant for me because I didn't know what was going to happen with me moving forward. I was considering playing next year, um, which is now this year. But um, So I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll, I'll play on the national team and maybe if something comes up, I can find a good contract. I'll, I'll continue to do that. But then nothing really came up. Um, so then, yeah, just the summer came. I didn't know if I was just kind of be training, more so with the B team. But then I, I traveled to almost all the VNL events, and I even went to the Olympic qualifier in China. So it all kind of came together a little unexpected. I didn't really know what I was getting into, but, yeah, Glenn gave me a call one day, and I, I figured you, you can't pass up um, when the national team calls. Definitely. Now, is there anything that stands out in your mind from, from that experience? Again, was there a bit of a jump, or was it just there, there had to be some Trinity guys around, right? So maybe it wasn't that unfamiliar for you to kind of make the jump and be around the senior A team, right? Yeah, I think the, the familiarity and just like how comfortable I was with the other Trinity guys was, was something that made it helpful for sure. But obviously me not playing at that level was much higher than the what I was used to in new sports in the German league. Um, I could say like basically what I my my best days, like I would say my on my high end, I was really good. I could I felt like I could play at that level, but then my, my bad days is when I really felt the difference and then just kinda of maintaining your best performance every day is when I felt the gap because obviously your best performance I felt was good enough but you don't always play your best and how you can manage how to still be good and effective on your bad days is where I kind of felt the jump with coming to the national team because some days I felt really good I was playing well comfortable with the group and the guys especially as a new guy coming into it but then when I didn't play well and I was having a rough day the, the gap between my low end and high end was where it was where I felt the jump and just kind of maintaining your best performance and your high end from for every day and just kind of yeah, raising your low end so you're not always kind of feeling that big gap. That's where I kind of felt the jump. So 
So now that you've jumped into coaching, what advice would you give to your athletes? Like, is it, is it a prep thing? Is it getting your sleep right? Is it getting your diet right? Or is it a technical tactical thing? Like what would be the, the best way to make sure you're consistent and can kind of raise the foundation layer? Mm. Yeah, I would just kind of say the, the more you can do is better kind of different ways that you can have an impact on the game um, and not just kind of specific to your position. Um, a lot of the ways where I struggled this summer was just in non-setting skills, just skills that I didn't feel like I put the appropriate attention to throughout my sports career and even my year in Germany. Um, and just kind of like, yeah, don't, don't think you might not need to use that skill because when it comes down to it, you got to be great in every skill. Um, so that, that would be kind of my one little yeah, piece of advice is just kind of the more you can do and how you can just be great in all different areas of the game. Nice. Nice. So let's, let's circle back. Let's touch on this Trinity stuff. Cause there's, there is a lot to get through, uh, as a Manitoba guy, when did you know you wanted to go to Trinity and kind of leave your province and head further out West? Um, I committed a grade 12 year and then started getting more recruited earlier on in grade 11. Um, I felt pretty comfortable in the recruiting process early on that I wanted to go to Trinity. I knew there was a good spot. Um, like a good opportunity to kind of play early and just kind of get involved with such a great team. And then with that, I just, I love being around a winning team and a winning culture. Um, I was on very successful teams growing up. Once I kind of experienced winning, I really liked that and wanted to just kind of keep doing everything to kind of stay on that track of being successful. And I knew Trinity would be a great spot for me. And Ben was really excited about the idea of me coming in in the recruiting process. So pretty early on in the grade 11, 12, Kind of early at grade 11 area, I wanted, I knew I'd want to go there. Then early grade 12, I committed to the team after I went on a visit. Nice. And what does that winning culture actually look like when you're a first year and you step on campus? Like, what are practices like? What are the vets doing to get the young guys up to speed? Because uh, it looks like it was it was happening before you got there. Obviously, your cycle continued it and improved everything, and it's it's still going today, right? So, what's what's the secret sauce happening to Trinity right now? I think the one secret, what Ben would say, is that there is no secret. But I think just the there's three words we kind of talked about that I remember early on. It's just kind of responsibility, accountability, and dependability. And just kind of all the young guys, just, or all the old guys, kind of keeping the young guys accountable and just kind of making sure that they know what you know what the standard is and not to not to lower the bar for anyone. And just yeah, just with that, you're dependent and you're responsible and. It's just the, the old guys understanding. It's just kind of like this chain reaction of just kind of understanding what you came into and how you can kind of better better the place uh, as you leave or, or something like that. Um, and with that, we're all just everyone's just there, so committed to winning and so committed to be the best they be. Because everyone, more not everyone, but most of the guys have aspirations after the U sports, as you can kind of tell with all the, the national team guys on or the Trinity guys on the national team. So. Um, yeah, just everyone kind of working together. There's no kind of hierarchy. It's just everyone just on the same page, really focused, committed every day, putting in the work. Um, and yeah, there's just kind of no days off. We keep working in all different areas, whether it's with our skills or in the weight room, with our nutrition. We really try to be great in all, all the areas that we need. So our show loves some good name dropping. Uh, can you just point out some of the people who were like your role models when you got there like as a first year who were some of the leaders or star players on the team when you arrived yeah so two ones that stand out would be Nick Delvianco 
and Lucas Van Berkel. Um, I remember Lucas especially because Lucas actually played with my brother on the junior national team when I was in like junior high. And I remember Lucas being this, this big, big, huge, physical freak on the court, like so strong, like such a great middle, middle attacker. And he's playing with my brother, which I thought was so cool. And then a couple of years later, the idea of getting to play with him was just kind of like this crazy thing that I couldn't really imagine. And then getting to know Lucas, he's just kind of the, the opposite of what he's like on the court. He's like this super happy, nice guy, super helpful in kind of all areas. Like he would be a guy that would, that could like, you know, help me with like, uh, like non, non-even volleyball stuff, just like making sure I was like, knew where my classes were and stuff and like getting to getting my homework done just like some kind of stuff like that where it was like on on volleyball stuff where lucas was super helpful and that was kind of a nice thing going into it because he was like kind of this big volleyball figure in canada that i that i knew so much about and that i watched a lot and he was uh so he was kind of like a, a really helpful guy for me when i was young Nice, nice. Then we had uh, Jen Cross on the show recently, and she talked about how Benjo's kind of earned a special spot for her, like being one of her favorite coaches. It would just how knowledgeable he is, but how Lucy is in practice. Like she says, he's hilarious, but he's always prepared, and you kind of get better. Um, can you just kind of share behind the curtain what happens at Trinity? Like, how does he manage the team? How does everybody keep getting better? Because there's guys like you and Eric and, and Slater, all these people that we know we're going to play pro, but every year he got a little bit better and, and the team went a little bit further, right? So what, what do you guys do to keep that culture going and keep getting better when you've already won multiple things before you even graduate, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think um, well, just with, with like sports in, in, in general, right, especially like college sports, you're never really comfortable with just winning because it's not like a business where you're just kind of always doing well and successful because every year kind of resets. You just kind of redo that and then kind of really understand that you always kind of went to be happy and went to kind of be feeling comfortable with where you're at, but also when, knowing when to uh, and understanding when you got to put the work in. Um, so, yeah, he can create such a fun, light practice kind of mood and energy. But then also when it comes down to it, he's really good at understanding where we need to kind of work with our skills or system or, or whatever it is. Um, and with that, he can just kind of he, – he earns the trust of all his, all his players and he kind of creates this really good relationship of understanding, you know, we got to get the work done, but making it known that you can have fun and you can still enjoy each other's company and do all this kind of fun stuff that teammates do and college, people, college students do as well. Like he understands where – the guys who he's coaching are usually 18 to 22-year-old kids and that they're young and that they don't really know what's going to come next for them in their lives. So he tries to make it as durable as it can. Um, and with that, try to just be really good at volleyball. Um, and he's so knowledgeable that um, you really respect everything he's saying. Yeah, he might. Yeah, he keeps such a good mood. Such a good mood. Um, but with that, you really, you, really, you really respect him because of how fun and enjoyable the practice and team environment is and with how much he knows about volleyball too and, and just success that he's had and he's proven that he can make so many national team players that because you can see all the guys that have gone through his program that have made it um, but then with that he just creates such a comfortable team environment that it makes it fun to play for definitely definitely yeah um hoping to kind of get into some more stuff just with your your setting skill and your tactics so you, you came through a system where you won a national championship with 
basically not not to overstep but it looked like slater and shearhorn got like 70 percent of the offense and then you had cycles where you're running your middles all over the place you're running everything fast so it didn't look like there was like one system trinity would use it was kind of what horses do you have and who can we put in the best situation so how do you think you developed as a setter over your career and kind of tactically what did you take pride in with with your game and what you brought to the table yeah, with what you kind of said there, that just kind of speaks to the strength of Ben as a coach because he doesn't have one specific system. He builds a system around the players each year. And in 2016, when we won, we had a very kind of flawed team and very especially flawed offense. We would basically set Slater and Shearhorn and not really anyone else. We would set Aaron a little bit, Aaron Betcher. We run Leon a step and occasionally set Scott, but like they were getting Slater and Scott were getting seventy five percent of the offense. So I think this what I kind of learned there is just kind of like understanding your teammates. It's kind of really important part of setting. It's just kind of knowing where your teammates can score, knowing where your teammates need to be to be in good situations, um, and it just kind of understanding how to use them from that and figuring out what they need to play well. Because um, in 2017, it was a much much different team. Slater switched to the right side. We had Blake and Eric on the floor, and then we had Pierce and Aaron on also. So much kind of more offensive-based team where that that team we won in 2016 in the like our, our our strength was definitely like our block defense and our serving. And then 2017, this switch kind of came to more of like a offensive offensive team. So. Yeah, I think what you kind of learn, what I learned is just kind of there's so many ways to win. And as a setter, you really got to understand of how your how your teammates can be in a situation to win and score. Because realistically, a setter, I mean, your hitters really don't capitalize or they don't score. You don't really do much, right? Setters get a lot of credit, but at the end of the day, it all comes down to the hitters. Um, so what, what you kind of learned, what I was kind of taught, was just kind of really how to make the best of your, your teammates and how to figure out what they need to play well definitely definitely and i think we would all agree that like a hittable ball is the most important thing but trying to get into your mind as a tactical setter like are you paying attention to the other team's blockers a lot are you trying to put your hitters in the best situation to try to just maybe if shearhorn's in the front row you're trying to run your middle away from him to create a long set like what are some little things that you would pass on to maybe a youth setter that maybe they should develop in their game tactically so they can start to think the game a little bit more like a high level guy like you mm-hmm. yeah well i think you the other first most important thing is something that can be hittable and that can be killable um just with like blocking and setting up a defensive kind of system that's hard enough as it is whereas you just give your hitters a chance you're you're in a good favor you're in you're in a good spot um but then yeah it just kind of with whether or not you're just kind of looking at your team or blockers it just kind of it's just going to be different every day like one one thing we talk about a lot is playing the day and every day is different but you got to make the most of whatever that day is um, so yeah, a lot of times you're kind of uh, doing a lot of post set kind of analysis where you, you make a set and you didn't feel comfortable taking a look before, so then you just try to evaluate and see what happened. Or before you just got to realize, you know, what, this guy's going off right now. Like Blake, Blake Slater that that time, like in the fourth set in the national final in 2016, like Slater just started heating up, heating up, and um, so I just kind of like found different ways to just keep him involved through like kind of different. Different different locations where I moved to the D, or he was on the five, or he was at four, or hitting in two and one. Just kind of finding different ways to keep him involved and making making it feel like he's making making a, an impact on the game. So I just think, um, yeah, I think it just kind of goes back to understanding your hitters and just finding different ways um, to get them involved 
And just with that, just kind of keeping an open-end conversation, I think your two main hitters on your team should realistically be your best friends. For that time you're on the volleyball court, you may not be great friends off the court, um, but just making them feel like they're the best player in the world is super important because the reality comes down to it, your two of your main outside spikers are going to be the most important player in winning a, in winning big games. Um, so yeah, to a young setter, I would just say really understanding what, what your teammates want to be and just try to create better relationships with them um, and then just find different ways to keep them involved and then from there, you'll be in a good spot in which you can start looking to different kind of tactical things where you're you're looking at um, like the opposing blockers for a block defensive setup to just try to create a couple of advantages that way. Awesome. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, just to clarify, I said in your intro you have four CIS medals. Is it more than that? I actually forgot you played You played five years, right? You didn't play four years? Uh, it, four is right. My first year, we lost in the quarter. So you're right. Two, oh. two gold, two silver. Uh, that was a Western year that they took you down in the quarter? Yeah, it was one of those Western years. Yeah, oh, yes. yeah we just had Garrett on to talk about that. That was that was a big year for them. Um, <laughs> getting back to the Trinity stuff, uh, obviously, yeah, four CIS medals. Thanks for clarifying that. And a Player of the Year award for you. So is that ever talked about in the Trinity gym where you talk about, you know, the outcome? Or are you guys big on – it's kind of the buzzword right now with the 76ers and some other pro teams about the process. Like when you guys walk in the gym on the first day, are you talking about winning a U Sports National Championship? Or how do you go about your goal setting? Yeah, I think it's kind of different every year where it's kind of like um, some teams right from the start, you know, like we maybe we're the favorites. So then that kind of needs to be the focal point is every day are we doing something to something to that is getting a step closer to winning the national championship. And some days we don't really, or some years we don't really know kind of what the end result might be for this year. So then the, problem, then the idea of just kind of keep working and getting better um, is kind of more of the theme. Um but yeah, I don't say we we don't we don't talk about overall uh, success in the end too early on. Often we talk about just trying to do the right things and trying to keep buying into the system, and then winning might be a byproduct of that if we're doing everything we're talking about. Um, so su- success is not something we talk about a lot. Sometimes for sure you need to address it because it is there and it's kind of the end goal. If you're not thinking about that, then realistically, what are you doing if you're playing at a team? with such a high level that we're at. Um, but it's not something that gets brought up all the time. It is kind of cliche, but the focus of just kind of getting better every day, putting in the work is, is kind of one of the main themes as well. As well. Awesome. So to switch gears into this year with Trinity, you guys had a big first semester. You're 11 and 1. And going into the Can Am, which will be in Toronto January 28th to 31st, uh, what are you guys looking to get out of this experience by playing some NCAA teams? Like, is this an opportunity to get some guys in, or are you guys coming here to, to play your ones and kind of battle it out and get ready for the second semester? Like, what can we expect from you guys? Yeah, I think we really want to kind of get after it and just kind of show us show those teams kind of what what we're capable of and um we're really excited to play against some ncaa teams because it's kind of tough with the schedules because we kind of go through the whole year but they just start in january so it's kind of we've always wanted to kind of set up some games but it's kind of it's kind of tough because we don't like we don't like uh playing a lot of games in in january we like a lot of teams like going down south but that's not kind of something we're too comfortable we try to have a really good training block before we get ready for the second semester, but since this opportunity came up, I know Ben uh, was really excited to try to make the most of it. So, yeah, we're really excited to kind of, 
I guess, represent Canada along with those other Canadian schools. And, um, yeah, really kind of go after and hope for the best. So with your experience as a player, is there a big difference from the U.S. and Canadian style of play, or is it both teams are just going to be at a high level? Because I think as far as NCAA sports, men's volleyball is probably the one where Canada is winning the majority of games, right, where maybe we can't say that for, for the other sports, but it looks like we're, we're head-to-head right up there with uh, the U.S. schools. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I agree. There's kind of a lot of a lot of non-volleyball people would never really really think that. They just kind of, here in, here in Canada, we kind of have this, higher ranking of NCAA sports which is how special they are and they are it's very unique what, what they do but with volleyball it's kind of men's volleyball is very different um, so yeah my experience in overseas I can't say I speak I know too much about that with kind of the skills and the systems that they can kind of bring over but I do know in, in Canada when we when our teams have gone down we've been very successful and that's why I think this tournament's going to be so cool because we're all going to be in the same place in the same kind of environment using the same ball um and that'll really kind of have a just it'll just kind of kind of a it should be a cool experience just kind of have all these teams in the same in the same tournament to kind of understand where each other's at with volleyball and the as student athletes in North America. Now it looks like you guys are going to make the most of the trip because you've added some exhibition games against Brock and McMaster, so that probably influences your training block a little bit. But does that just make the most of the trip for you guys coming east a little bit to try to get some games against some good teams? guys are you carrying on your roster because if you're coming to play three ncaa teams and then you add brock and two at mac uh kind of eats into your roster a little bit and then it looks like you guys have a league game first weekend back against mount royal right so uh how many players are making the trip for you guys yeah i think we have all 15 coming so yeah well that's one thing we kind of been talking about as a staff already is just managing our roster and kind of understanding when we got to use more guys in and just kind of figuring out some lineups that we think will be best because yeah, it's going to be tough when you're going to have we're going to have six games in that week and there may may even be more there might be some scrimmages coming up or something too so yeah it's going to be tough on the guys but I guess that's what we want to do is kind of get our bodies and our minds ready for what it's like playing at the end of the year right at the national tournament it comes down to three games in three days which you don't really do and throughout the whole youth sports season and that's why this tournament's nice it's a little bit way to kind of build into that um build it to that feeling of what it'll be like in March if all goes well when we get to Manitoba at Nationals. But, yeah, all 15 were coming. We're going to need all 15 to get through. So, definitely. Yeah, so thank you. So once again, that's the Can-Am Holiday Volleyball Showcase. You can watch Trinity and a whole bunch of other quality youth sport and NCAA teams December 28th to December 31st at the Toronto Pan-Am. Uh, tickets are available. You guys can do a quick Google search for that. But uh, looks like everybody's coming, and they're coming to compete, which is which is great news. 
Uh, we have taken a lot of your time. I, I do want to ask you one more thing before we let you get out of here. Uh, this comes from a friend of the show, Logan Mann, when I was just asking, like, what do I ask these guys from out west? Like, what do they do? And he goes, oh, you have to ask him about uh, the videos that him and Shearhorn were making. So, first of all, whose idea was that, and how much fun was that making? Oh, man. I'm, I'm sad those are still up there. <laughs> you guys have to waste your time watching those. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know how it came up. Me and Blake, I think we were on, we were Skyping someone one day, and we were just like, hey, man, like, we would make a good, a good YouTube show. And we're just like, yeah, let's do it. And then we started messing around, just ranting for about random stuff for a couple minutes a week. And then next thing you know, Trinity Western, like sports, infra- sports information director, Mark Jansen, he saw it. He loved it. He wanted to make a little bit of like a Spartans TV type show. <laughs> and then Blake was all about it. Blake was like, yeah, we got to do it. And I was like, all right, I guess so if you're in. And then um, I kind of went on for, I think that was my... That's me and Blake's second year. We kind of did like a show like almost once a week for like a whole year. Um, and then that's kind of it. The rest can kind of speak for itself on the YouTube videos. So. Yeah, we'll have to point people in the, in the right direction and check those out. But no, that, that was great. And I think it showed that... Uh, you know, it's good for volleyball players to show off the personality a lot because you don't see it on, on the court just the way our game's played. But no, those those are great. So yeah, don't be ashamed for those. Those should live on online for a long time. <laughs> okay. Beauty. So thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thanks for all the time you took. And yeah, looking forward to seeing you guys compete. Uh, every time we ask an NCAA school, like, what's the big part about coming? It seems that Trinity's name comes up. So I would expect a good time, a good game every time you guys play. It seems that people know what Trinity is and what they're about. So I, I would expect nobody to take a, a set off against you guys. That's great. We're excited to hear that. It's going to be a fun tournament. Awesome. So thanks again, Adam. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is awesome.